Hey there, Edgy Matchers. We are taking the week off because ISTE 2019 is now going on. This video, I'm recording it from Philadelphia and it's currently June 23rd, I believe, uh, 2019. So by the way, um, for today and today only, you can get some free EduMatch books if you go on Amazon and search the Kindle books uh, for EduSnap 16, 17, 18, Teacher's Recipe Guide, Makers in Schools, and To Whom It May Concern. So those are all um, all available for free. So hopefully as you're watching this, um, then you will be able to snatch that up. So that is for today only. But anyway, hopefully you enjoy this episode about um, how to how to adapt to new roles in schools. So this is kind of timely as it's the end of the school year for many of us and some of us are taking on new positions next year. So hope you like this throwback episode from 2015. Talk to you later. everybody welcome to edumatch tweet and talk number 12 we are here tonight to discuss a very very timely topic but before we go ahead and drop that just wanted to make sure that y'all are following along on uh, Google Plus we are doing this live as a video which obviously you already know about if you're watching us but it's bit.ly forward slash tweet talk 12 tell all your friends and in addition we have a Twitter chat going on with the hashtag edumatch e-d-u-m-a-t-c-h so, if you would like to join us on EduMatch uh, and be the featured person of the day, then please check out our website at edumatch.education and just fill out a little info about yourselves. And, uh, you know, from that, then uh, we will get to know you and add you to our Boxer group. And uh, from there, you will get to know all about us as well through our, through our wonderful Boxer group. So just watch that EduMatch hashtag. Information will be forthcoming as the night goes on. So tonight's topic is about changing roles for school year 2015-2016. So we have a fantastic panel for you all and we have a fantastic panel uh, also going on on the hashtag. So make sure that you're part of that if you're not already. I'm going to go ahead and kick it over to our moderator for tonight, Ms. Shana White. Hey everybody, um, good evening. We'll start off with everybody introducing themselves. So I'll start with Carla and then we'll just work our way down. Tell us your name, your location, and what do you do? Hi everybody, I'm Carla. I am in South Carolina and I am the Instructional Technology Coordinator for the Darlington County School District. Okay, awesome. Sarah, go ahead and introduce yourself. All right, sure. Hey, everybody. My name is Sarah Thomas, and I am a new high school uh, technology education teacher moving up from the uh, K-8 world. So this is actually my first week uh, with students, so I'm very, very happy to be here. Awesome. Tammy, you want to introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Tammy Neal. I am a intro to IT and game design teacher in rural North Florida. And I have made two changes in position in my career. So I'm happy and excited to be here to talk about it. Awesome. And Zena. There we go. Uh, am I good? This is I'm Zena Brown, and I'm here in Atlanta. I am an, an instructional technology coach 
for the iTeach Center at Kennesaw State University. Awesome. And as Sarah mentioned on Shana White, I just recently left the classroom. I'm a middle school technology coordinator in Gwinnett County, which is also in Metro Atlanta. Um, the first question I'd pose, and I'll start off with Carla, what do you think um, motivates educators or people in the educational field to change positions? Um, what are some rationale or reasons behind that? Um, thanks, Shana. A couple of weeks ago, we've been in school with students for about two weeks now, and this is a new job for me. Um, I met a former coworker in the hallway, and she said, I heard you left the classroom. And she asked me why. She said, is it the money? She said, you were a great teacher. I just don't understand why you left the classroom. Is it because of the money? And I told her, I said, it's not the money. I felt like that I looked for this new position because I wanted to impact on a higher scale. Like, I love the work that I was able to do with my 75 to 120 students that I ranged per year, but in being able to work with 800 teachers, I get to impact 10,000 students. And so that's, you know, one of the reasons why I think a lot of people decide to, um, you know, look for jobs, um, in, you know, or promotions or jobs, you know, outside of the classroom is because they feel like they can impact others on a larger scale than what they do in the classroom. And I don't, um, I mean, I don't dissuade that at all. I mean, I think it's amazing what teachers do every day in the classroom, but I know that that was probably the main reason why I looked for, you know, a different position. Yeah, I think that um, impact is huge, especially if you're in education for the right reasons. You want to impact more. Um, and so when you move up in the ranks to maybe the district level or an administrative role, you have that ability to impact more classrooms rather than just your little bubble. Um, Sarah, I'll ask you, um, you moved from a different setting, but you're still in the classroom. What was kind of your motivating factor as far as changing positions? Well, I guess for me, the thing is that I've been doing what I was doing for a for a fairly long time. Um, it was my seventh year at that school, and I loved it. Like, I loved everything about it, the students, the parents, the staff, everything. Um, but I was getting good at doing the same thing, and I figured that I, I kind of wanted to grow, so I felt like I needed to, to switch it up a little bit um, and try something to, you know, to step outside of my comfort zone. It's kind of weird because right before the position, the opportunity even came about, I made a video for a friend talking about the need to step outside our comfort zones because if something scares us, then um, <laughs> chances are this because in the back of our mind, we know that we're fully capable of it. But, uh, but we just don't want to mess up. So those are the opportunities that we need to go for. So I rewatched that video. Also got some great advice from uh, people on Boxer and from my family. And I decided to just go for it. So, uh, so it's definitely stepping outside my comfort zone, but in the best uh, possible way. Awesome. Um, and that's a great segue to question number two, and I'll push this to you, Zena. What are some positives um, outside of stepping outside of your comfort zone or more of an impact you see maybe moving maybe laterally or moving up um, in the education ranks um, that you see are some positive factors um, that would make somebody want to pursue a new role or position? Well, I think for me, one of the things is I have, this is year 26 um, in education, which is a little bit of a time. And so to me, the changes, they always talk, we always discuss ourselves as lifelong learners, as educators. And to me, I think that's one of the things that the change, my recent change did for me. It kept me 
I'm going, I've got to keep learning because that is what is our communication to our peers, that's our communication to our students. And so the, the change in position put me in a position to practice what I was telling other people to do. Um, and Tammy, since you said you've made two changes um, in your roles, what are some of the positives you've seen um, switching roles um, in your career? Well, the first change I made, I left the classroom about 12 years ago to become a school media specialist. And that really opened up my, um, my ability to see the bigger picture. Uh, it was really important for me at the time to see how all the departments work together, all the inter interrelatedness on a campus. And that was really, really beneficial. Uh, four years ago, I returned to the classroom in another district. And because of the first change, I was able to bring all of that together. And I think that's really impacted, made a very deep impact on how I relate to my students. So now that I've come back to the classroom, I feel like I'm a stronger teacher because of it. And it probably gave you a unique perspective of being kind of able on the inside and seeing the ins and outs of how the schools run um, when you're more in an administrative role and then going back to the classroom. You kind of get it a little bit better um, and you don't sit there and think, oh, why is this happening? You kind of saw the ins and outs when it was going on. Um, the next question I'll pose back to Carla. What are, have been some of the negatives? I know for me the big negative that I've noticed, and we've been in school for three weeks, is I missed the students. Um, I didn't think I was going to, um, but that's huge. Um, those relationships I've built with those kids, um, I just get to see them in the hallways now in passing, not like actually physically being able to see them grow or see them get a concept that we've struggled with or whatever. So what are some of the negatives or like speed bumps that you've seen in your transition to your new position? I think definitely missing the kids is huge and I went from being in a classroom to a district office position so um, I really miss the kids but the upside of that is that when I go visit I'm like a superstar when I walk down the halls but um, I mean that part and even before kids came and I was making rounds to schools just sharing our technology plan and options for them and I'd show them some of the things that our kids had made. I mean I got teary-eyed you know about it. I think the other part of that is the perception for me, um, the perception that most people have of our district office staff. Like I think, uh, and I, because I was on the other side for a while and I would ask myself the question, you know, what do they do all day? But I mean it's they, the staff that I work with, they work extremely hard and it's about also like how do I change the perception um, so that people, you know, how, how are we able to better shine a light on what we do and highlight what we do so that um, teachers feel like that we are there, you know, to help to support them. How do we change the look that, you know, that perceptive look of, of what we do. Um, and then just the overwhelmingness of, you know, making the adjustment and the changes. And, you know, before I was at a, a very small school, we were like a family. And so now, you know, it's me and there are 800 different teachers um, that all have different personalities. You know, they don't know me any more than I know them. So just um, getting around so that I can continue to build relationships. And I think that's big, like you said, that, people higher up and I think Tammy had that great perspective she was able to be in leadership and get to see that yeah they are doing stuff all day and they're trying to troubleshoot 
um, and make teachers' jobs easier, but a lot of times teachers don't have that perspective and that perception. Um, one of the other negatives, and I know Sarah's going to be able to echo me on this one, is wardrobe change. <laughs> for me, that was a huge struggle. I'm a health and PE teacher, so gym shorts and tennis shoes were my life for 11 years. Um, so that was one of the negatives for me, and I know, Sarah, we had this conversation, I think, this week um, about our feet not liking us, um, being in those dress shoes and heels and all those nice stuff. Any other negatives that you've had so far, Sarah, with your transition? Oh, man, I would say that that would be number one for me <laughs> um, because I, the rest of it has been overwhelmingly positive. Um, like, with it being a, kind of a lateral move just at a different school, then the fact is that a lot of my students actually moved with me, So, um, and a lot of former students I was able to reconnect with. Um, so that, that has really been the icing on the cake. But, oh, my gosh, like, the wardrobe is just <laughs> – the heels are killing me because, you know, at the beginning of the school year, we try to kind of dress it up a little bit to make a good impression, and – yeah, four and a half hours on my feet. My, my, my feet do not like me very much right now. <laughs> um, Zena, since you've been in education for long, you said 24 years, what were some maybe negatives that you've seen um, anytime you change a role? If maybe you've seen colleagues do that change, maybe some negatives you've seen for them or just some that you've experienced yourself. I'm, I'm going to be real honest. Um, I think one of the things, particularly when you move from the classroom and you move out of the classroom, you, you encounter those people that, that want to know how did you how did you get that job and are there more openings kind of thing. And, and So it's always an adjustment of meeting those people that applied for the same position and maybe we're not selected. So you, you kind of have those conversations with them, making sure to still be encouraging. Um, some people, I kind of have the conversations of what is really your ultimate goal? Is it technology or is it something with content? And for their strengths, it may be continue with your content in terms of math, science, etc., but just increase the technology, trying to give them maybe these are some other avenues and next steps because I, I like my job. I'm like, I want to stay in my job. And so that's one of the, the first things because you meet all those people. You've been great friends. Um, you may not have known they applied, but you, you always have that kind of interaction with people who, who didn't get the position. And so wanting to stay positive and encouraging for them is kind of one of the things that is always a little bit of a shock once you, you get your job and you go in and you introduce yourself with your new title and your new role. I think that key point that you mentioned about what is your end goal, I mean, a lot of times people have these grandiose ideas, but they really don't have parameters as far as the direction they want to go. Well, I want to try this, I want to try this, I want to try that. So if you're strong in content, maybe focus on that avenue and become maybe, you know, just an instructional co content level coach. Um, if you're lacking in the technology aspect, you know, get some classes, some assistance, whatever it takes to get to that role position you want to get to. A lot of times people don't have that goal defined. They just want to be your position and they don't know the steps that you've taken to get to that position. Um, the last one, I wanted to kind of make it a little lighthearted, but it's going to be a little different. Um, for me, I would say, is there just words of wisdom or like a quote or advice? I said in my little thing, a meme, but something that you would say for somebody who is changing roles. I know the one thing that impacted me that they taught us um, this summer um, for all the new tech coordinators was to under-promise and over-deliver. Um, and that really stuck with me um, because a lot of times when you're in a new role, 
you want to try to help everybody, and you can't. Um, so if you under-promise and over-deliver, you're always going to make everybody happy. So I'll go back to Tammy, and then we'll go to Carla, Sarah, and we'll finish out with Zena. So Tammy, do you have like words of wisdom for anybody changing roles or words of well, when I left the classroom, when I left the classroom and went to the library, um, I used um, Scotty from Star Trek, and I always told people it would take me three times as long as it as I thought I could get it done. So that way, they had some, and it wasn't so much a lie as it was I didn't want people to think that I was better than what I was. I wanted to give myself time to learn what I needed to learn. So in the beginning, I gave myself, you know, I can do it in three days, and so if I did it in two, they were happy with me. So kind of like yourself, undersell and over-deliver. And, and so I, I echo what you said. Carla, what about you? Words of wisdom, advice? Um, for me, it's probably, oh, probably been say the serenity prayer and move on. I mean, because you, <laughs> you just... Like Tammy said, and like you said too, Shana, you know, you want to help everybody, but um, some sometimes there are some things that you just cannot change, and you have to understand that, and and because those things will derail you if you try to focus on the things that you can't change instead of really working hard on the things that you can. So um, that and learning that um, adult learners are just about on the same level as children learners, and once you realize that, then um, that that helps to uh, decrease your blood blood pressure as well. Yes, that was the first thing my principal asked me in the meeting this week. He's like, "What do you like better, teaching teachers or teaching students?" And I mean, literally before he finished the sentence, I was like, oh, "Teaching teaching students, definitely." But last words of wisdom or advice for anybody changing roles. Um, I think for me, it is definitely appreciating um, the people you work with, appreciating the teachers. I know I go into the classroom and they have the twenty five maybe 30 students, and I, I get to leave. But making sure that I come in with an, an, a positive attitude of being encouraging and supportive and appreciative of those people that are boots on the ground every day with the students all day long um, as someone who's not in the classroom. And then the other thing is just remembering what made me decide to make the change so that I appreciate, um, appreciate that too and remember this was done because I had goals in mind. So especially when we move to a new district and there's new people and new lingo and new processes and et cetera, but remembering what your own end goal was is um, another key thing to me. All right, Sarah, what's your words of wisdom? And then you can close us out. All right. Well, my words of wisdom, I actually have to give credit where credit's due. Um, my good friend Crystal shared this um, my very first day of going back in. She shared it with the Voxer group, but the words were right on time. Um, it was some advice that she gave someone else, uh, which she shared with us. She said that the year has already been written out, so just sit back and watch it play out the way that it does. So that really helped to put my mind at ease because I was freaking out a lot about what are we going to do next? What are we going to do next? What are we going to do next? But Really, you know, the it's it's already been taken care of. You know, just let it let it play itself out. So that that really helped me. Um, so I just wanted to to share that. So I just wanted to thank you all so much. This has been such a great show. So thank you to everyone on our panel. Thank you to our moderator Shayna. Thank you to everyone who is watching on the Google Hangout. I see y'all with those numbers on the bottom. Okay. And also thank you to everyone who has been um, tweeting with us with using the hashtag EduMatch. So this 
podcast will be archived on iTunes, and uh, the Twitter chat will be storified. Um, next week, we're not going to have a show because it is Labor Day weekend, but we will be back the following week with the topic of overcoming roadblocks. So that's going to be a great show as well, so definitely tune in. Anyone can be a panelist. The link is already up. The Hangout page is already up. Just uh, leave a comment on bit.ly forward slash, you guessed it, tweet talk 13. So um, once again, thank you all so much. Subscribe to our podcast at bit.ly slash podcast. Reading is fundamental. Everybody have a fantastic night and a fantastic week. Bye. Don't miss Edge Match. Don't miss Edge Match.